you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. All right, welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. It's IDJF Hack here with Sin City Steve. We got King Lucky with us, man. It's good to see him back here, the original bad boy. And we got Rob with us here, our Las Vegas comedians. Good to see you, man. We don't have uh, Matt Michaels in Sin City this uh, week, but, um, you know, we will have them when we have them. All right. So with that, we are at three counts and we got three good topics for you. And we want you who are watching us live to make sure you put all your comments in the chat box, YouTube, uh, Twitch and Facebook. Make sure you put them in and we'll try to get them in as we see fit. All right, fellas, let's get right into three count. It's time. Biggest bad boys of podcasting present. One, two, three. Count talk. Count talk, baby. And here is our first one. One. Which is WWE cuts notes more on who and how many people were let go. Dana Warrior update, WWE HQ meeting call. This was all from WrestlingHeadlines.com. Now, the most I'm going to read is just the first uh, few sentences, and then we're going to just get right into it. And it reads off by saying, of course, Friday layoffs at the WWE HQ in Stanford were completed by 6 p.m. Eastern, if not shortly before. Now, PW Insider report that more than 100-plus employees were let go over the course of the day. The cuts were expected as the company is restructured following Endeavor's acquisition for the merger of WWE and UFC to form TKO Group Holdings. Now, WWE President Nick Khan issued an internal email to confirm that the layoffs were done, and he thanked all the employees for their understanding. He also asked everyone based in Stanford to report to WWE HQ this coming Tuesday for a staff meeting. Now, Friday was uh, described as a rough day for everyone in the company, whether they were let go or not. And it was confirmed that no talent cuts were made on Friday and they were never planned for this week. It's still rumored that cuts will be made to the talent roster soon, but nothing has been confirmed. All right, let me just stop right there. And uh, let me go right over to you. How about this? Why don't we go over to you, King Lucky, get your thoughts on this. Um, Roster cuts didn't happen Friday, but rumored that they could be coming soon. How big you think this can be if it happens? Well, I mean, it's inevitable, right? You you have a merger. There's got to be some losses. Um, I I think even if they did uh, release a lot of talent, you know, there, there is a good amount of uh, talent on the roster right now that's not being used or used properly, uh-huh. right? So there are some people that I think could be, you know, at risk. You know, Dana Warrior, I mean, they maybe did her a favor, you know, as, as keeping her on and, and things like that. Yeah. There's a lot of 
fat to trim around the company. Um, and and yes, they are making record gates. And every every show you hear beat the last or beat you know every uh, show you know like for SummerSlam that SummerSlam this year biggest SummerSlam ever. Even with those things happening, the the roster is is bloated, right? There's a lot of people that um, you just don't have enough TV time for. So I, I think this was not a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the way up and down, like if you look at social media and, and HR, all these different things, you know, there's a lot of redundancy in positions. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to mm-hmm. happen. You know, I feel sorry yeah. for those people that will lose their job. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, this this was bound to happen. And so they got to do it fast, do it quick, you know, and then move on. I mean, Sin City, Steve, it's not only uh, WWE, but it's also a, a part of this um, merger or acquisition, whatever we call it. We have UFC. Um, as far as we know, did UFC take these types of uh, uh, hits or a lot of people being laid off as well uh, in the office and maybe even their talent as well? Why does it seem like we hear much more about what's happening from the WWE side? So I think the the thing that we need to remember is that WWE is always going to be put under a microscope, uh, especially to our periphery, because <laughs> yeah. whether we want to admit it or not, based on algorithms and social media, the posts that you interact with, that you like, that you comment on, yada, 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 those are the things that are going to be shown to you more frequently. So as a result, we are going to hear about these things much more uh, than, for instance, like what, uh, you know, John mentions in the chat, uh, mm-hmm. the merger uh, that they're going through is exactly like when Endeavor bought the UFC in 2016. Uh, internal UFC employees that were duplicated with Endeavor were let go. The social media department, HR, IT, were all let go. Mm-hmm. This is a part of what happens with a merger or a buyout. You've got to cut expenses to turn a quick profit. Think of when Verizon bought out Altel back in the day. It's the exact same thing. And I, 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 there's nothing more that I can say. I mean, he's yeah. he literally summed it all up. <laughs> uh, this, this is, this is something that, you know, I'm, I'm sure that let's call it what it is. The, the UFC, I'm not trying to diminish their, their global exposure when they were, you know, when they were bought out in 2016, mm-hmm. but WWE has been around for 50 plus years. Um, they, you know, you know who WWF or WWE is. You know, you could pull someone yeah. off the street. They're going to be more likely to know the brand name WWF or WWE than UFC. Let's just yeah. that's how it is. Um, but at the end of the day, it's unfortunately, it is the business side of things. And if you have duplicate uh, teams doing the same job function, Unfortunately, you have to look at what avenues can make the company the most money and be yeah. um, be as uh, you know efficient as absolutely possible. So this was unfortunately a, a move that was going to be made. Rob, uh, we've we've since we've known WWE, we've it's, it's always been ran up under a McMahon, and now we're going to have this company ran by Endeavor. Would you do you think there's any concerns uh, about what we could expect having 
this company now be the one in charge? Remember how Vince McMahon got there? Vince McMahon would talk about, he would go, oh, well, back in the day when my dad ran it, there were a bunch of little territories and you didn't cross over territories. And I said to my dad, well, fuck that. I'm buying them all. I'm going to go to each one of them. I'm going to get their key talent. I'm going to buy them out. Now he's an old man and he goes, all right, my kids are going to run it. My son doesn't want it. Not really. So it's going to be my daughter and my son-in-law and they have the chops and I trained them into bullshit. He screwed them over, backdoored them, and sold it to somebody else. And he sold it to a company that wasn't as controversial. Because remember when we thought it was all going to be the Saudis? Oh, my God, that didn't go over. <laughs> right. And we don't need to have that conversation. Right. Um, but is there going to be a company that's going to run it with the same type of zeal? For better or for worse, as much as we can bitch about that program, we can bitch about that program because he found a way to keep it relevant year in and year out. Oh, there's a drug scandal. Fine. I'll put CM Punk in there and we'll have a clean, clean, straight edge uh, champion. Yeah. Dude, you know, we, he always found a way to keep turning the corner. And now we've got another Tony Khan type situation where it's like part of some other company's portfolio. It's not the whole thing. It's part of a portfolio of mm -hmm. programming. So you lay off all these people, redundant, redundant positions. Got it. But here's the problem. Now your talent, your, your backstage guys who do all that production work. Now they're doing it for more than one company. So are they going to have the same instincts on how to promote the same talent or different talent for them? Or are they going to just go, oh, this is just another version of UFC and we can do it the same way? I'm expecting, not in the immediate, I'm expecting two years ago, uh, two years from now, I should say, the landscape of WWE is going to look freaking different. And it's because you won't have Vince McMahon constantly you know, pulling the strings. Now, sometimes it's better. They would say he would change the course of a match 20 minutes before, like he, what he did with uh, Sasha Banks' tag team match. Where he told them 20 minutes, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. You guys are going to drop your belts to the Iconics. Sorry. So there's good and bad with that. But as a whole, I, I don't know if it's going to be treated the same way. Hmm. Because we see what happens when other companies get bought out by somebody who's not specifically in that arena. We exactly. complain right now about how Tony Khan treats wrestling. We complained in the past, at least I did, about how uh, uh, Dixie Carter handled things. We're just going to get some account executive to just, you know, here, you you take care of the WWE account, the wrestling account. It could be treated that way. Um, yeah. It's not guaranteed. The future with WWE is not guaranteed. And when you have to have Paul Levesque, not Triple H, because you don't come out in a three in a business suit and tell me you're Triple H. You're not. And you say everything's going to be the same. No, you wouldn't have to tell me that. I'm a salesman by trade. If you have to tell me that everything's going to be the same and sell me on this idea that nothing is changing, Jedi mind trick, nothing is changing, then something is changing because you wouldn't have to tell me. You would just go, here's another, here's another Raw. It's another SmackDown. It's another NXT. So I don't buy it. I think once the smoke clears, they're going to start making some radical changes. They're going to take and also expect to see, oh, some guy didn't make it in UFC. Well, give him a run. Give him a title run. Do a Ronda Rousey treatment on a few people. You know? Yeah. I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but I also don't think it's going to be business as usual. 
and I'm going to see you're going to see a diminished uh, a interaction from Hunter, much diminished. Expect it, because there's no reason to have this guy in there. If if you were not going to let him and, and his and his wife, your daughter, run the company with yeah. your money and keep that legacy going, then why do you need him? She she ditched. Either they fired her and they said, "Bye." you know, play nice on camera or then he's not long for this world either. And with that, yeah. Shawn Michaels and a whole bunch of other people that are guiding the course of the talent. So when six months ago, all of a sudden Paul came back in and you had all these wrestlers coming back. Remember when they all came back about a year and a half ago, you saw Braun Strowman come back and you saw Bray Wyatt come back and it was looking good. And everyone was like, Oh wow, these are the people we want to see. We don't want the same five talent. Just doing, you know, circling right. the, the toilet bowl. Yeah. Okay. Well, now you got it. And then what happened? It fell off again because we're all these people, you know, I know, oh, well, you know, freaking Rotunda died. When did Rotunda? No, he was supposed to have a push and they botched it for one reason or the other. They gave him a fucking Sprite neon light glow tube fest match with L.A. Knight. They put L.A. Knight to the moon and they <laughs> dropped freaking they dropped Bray White right on his damn head and that was a uh, Uncle Howdy with the mask he was working on that gimmick forever in a day not just to put his brother over and, and, and increase that rotunda family talent but actually have a really good gimmick where you don't know who's who and it was really good and I was getting into it and they started to bring Alexa Bliss back into it and now we were going somewhere and now it's like oh well who cares we'll let these other guys take care of it it's their problem now wow and let me uh I, I got you there. I, I will say this. Uh John did, and I kept the comment on here. It just he said, Hey, Dana White made an interesting comment during the press conference following the merger. The UFC fans aren't WWE fans, and only few WWE uh, WWE fans are UFC fans. I guess Lucky and I are in the minority in there. And uh, I'll just say this right quick, King Lucky on that. I, I've I've never bought into the idea that they were the same fans i you listen to me i know that you sit and you watch ufc but, but how many how times do you ever see me invested in anything ufc i don't care about nothing by ufc and i'm the biggest wwe fan. same thing with sin city are you i never see you invested in anything ufc rob i don't never no. see you how can you say <laughs> how, how do you feel that there is that just because it's it's both i guess combat fighting or it's, it's the same, same audience, same audience. No, it's and not. Watching, uh, no, it's watching, not. Listen, not I've been watching not. UFC for twenty years and WWE for longer than that, but it's the same core audience. And I will tell you, everybody loves storytelling. And now UFC fighters have figured it out. You know, um, and I would say this has been happening for a few years, but UFC fighters have been, you know, figuring it out where. If they mimic some of the WWE stuff, then that'll help them get over larger with the with the audience. So um, I firmly believe that that Dana was just, you know, he was playing coy, but you know, they, they you share. Can't. It doesn't work the same way. Audience. If if WWE or AEW has a press scrum where there's where it's a lot of contention or a pre-match where there's a lot of contention on the way in. That's not the same thing as long-term storytelling. Matches are determined in UFC a lot differently. There's got to be a winner determined by who beats the other in the ring. True combat. 
Whereas this is, we've got to figure fans. We've got to figure this. We got to figure that. We have to have a storyline. We have to have an exit for one guy and put him off a window. UFC people I know, they wouldn't watch WWE. Why? Because they're going to tell you it's fake. Yeah, they're going to absolutely. say, no, I don't want to watch this. This is scripted. It's fake. They know who the winner is in advance. Absolutely. And I'm going to say, this is the technical definition of a sport. This is physical exertion. Is It's athleticism. And they're going to go, no, a sport does not have a predetermined winner. But wait a minute. We have matches that are set up in advance, like when they had Neely versus Mike Tyson. Nobody thought under any way that Neely was going to beat Tyson 25 years ago. He fell on, the, on his face eight seconds into the match. But you're going to tell me that wasn't fixed? That's not scripted? But by and large, a lot of those matches aren't scripted. There isn't a lot of stuff that's predetermined in UFC. All right. It's not the same. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I mean, you made some good points there, but here's what I'm interested to see. Okay. okay. UFC runs on Saturday nights. And now with this merger, WWE before the merger or whatever, it's still been running Saturday nights. I will see if they really feel like it's competition if one of those, if WWE moves back to Sundays, and I think it's going to happen. I think me. they did Saturday nights because Sunday is NFL. Yeah. And yeah. they're losing, they're, they don't want to pull from NFL because you're going to, if I have to pick a new night, fine, I'll pick Saturday. And this way I don't have to split my audience. Yeah. But I also think that they, you won't see them go head to head. I mean, the UFC does run a little bit later, but it, it'll be interesting to see if they still keep the premium live events on Saturdays. I don't think so. Okay. All right. Except for well, let's hope not. WrestleMania two nights. Yeah. Impact's favorite. Nope. I, I hate two so, nights. <laughs> so okay. ultimately, ultimately, I, I think that the thing that, you know, John in the chat and you lucky as well, um, you know, you've mentioned how long you guys have been watching, you know, combat sports as a whole uh, between pro wrestling and, and, you know, MMA. Okay. That's cool. Um, I definitely can agree that, you know, taking in multiple different styles of combat sports uh, can make you more adept across the board and more of a, um, more of a well-rounded Renaissance fan, if you will. But the fact is, if you're going to be going to any hardcore UFC fan and you're going to be like, hey, uh, you know, UFC just merged with WWE, WWE, you're going to check that out. I can almost guarantee, no. I guarantee at least 75% of people will say, no, that shit's fake. No, no it, it, it's not real. So why, why, why should I do that? Likewise, likewise, you'll have those wrestling fans like myself who have watched UFC shows in the past, who have spent the money for them, only for those main events to go a minute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a minute. Ring. Yeah, well, that, that too. Ring. That too. But honestly, like, you know, you have, you have the, the unfulfillment of a super fast main event or, you know, you have some bullshit happen where a, a fighting commission, you know, makes some sort of a ruling or you have a referee stoppage or, you know, any of these things that quite frankly, you don't get very often at all in a worked environment. Um, I, I think that it's, it's great for Endeavor as a whole to, 
you know, project that they want every WWE fan to be a UFC fan and vice versa. However, I don't see that being executed to perfection. Um, I, I, yeah. I would like to see that for, quite frankly, for the betterment of the entire combat sports industry, because, you know, when the tide comes in, all boats rise. We all know that. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're going to have those people that are going to stay, that are going to stick with their loyalty brand. We see it in fucking pro wrestling. You're not going to get certain WWE fans to even tune into AEW. Likewise, you're going to get certain AEW fans that won't tune into WWE. And now you're asking those WWE fans to go watch a completely different sport with completely different presentation, completely different rules. And oh yeah, by the way, a whole crop of names that they're going to have to memorize and learn all about. Yeah, good luck. Good job. All right, uh, Rob, I'm going to give you about uh, I give you about 30 seconds, and I got to get to right. this. Ahead, is he just said something? And John said something that Nikon is trying to book the premium live events along in the same city where a UFC fight is. I'm already scared now because now you're trying to do package deals. You're trying to save. You're trying to bundle. That's not good. That means you're not putting the emphasis on the products individually. You're trying to just lump stuff together, overwork crews. You know what? Breaking the fourth wall, he sees, you know, DJ Impact sees me at my day job and they fired a manager position altogether. The guy who physically puts all the furniture in my store. When they fired him, they put more responsibility on everyone else to cover the slack. And they didn't know how to do the job that that guy did. So you're, you're asking a lot of a lot of people to now be wrestling guys and add another cap. They're not going to be able to do it. And if you're going to try to lump a bunch of programming in the same weekend to save a buck, that's not a good start. That makes me nervous. Okay. I got you. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, y'all. Let's move right over into our second count. Yeah, fun one. Leading WWE talents catch win of Jay Cargill's potential AEW exit. Now, after I read this, I have a little bit of an uh, of a um, update, but um, let's go ahead and read it first. It says the wrestling world abuzz with speculation on Cargill's post AEW journey. The pro wrestling circuit is abuzz with whispers and speculations around Jade Cargill. The rising star who has been making waves in AEW is reportedly on the brink of a significant career shift. Recent reports suggest that Jay Cargo might have concluded her stint with AEW at Rampage with her contract seemingly near its end. The rumor mill is rife with talks of her potential move to WWE. John Sapp of Fat Fightful uh, has highlighted that Cargo's name is currently on the lips of several top WWE superstars. The chatter about her possible WWE debut began gaining traction just last week. And interestingly, interestingly, backstage discussions about Cargo's anticipated arrival were a hot topic at WWE Raw. Sources reveal several top-tier WWE talents had already caught wind of Cargo's potential move to the company now while financial motivations often drive career decisions it's worth noting that monetary gains don't primarily drive jade cargo her decision to transition from AEW doesn't stem from financial needs instead it seems she's seeking a platform to further hone her showcase her skills and her and wwe might offer that stage now adding fuel to the fire cargo already shares a camaraderie with some wwe stalwarts including charlotte flair and this existing report might make her into, uh, integration into WWE locker room smoother and swifter. And as a wrestling company eagerly awaits official announcements, one can 
help but wonder about Jay's cargo impact on WWE should she decide to make the switch. All right. And then, of course, I eventually get the message earlier this morning uh, that was uh, quoted, I guess, from the Wrestling Observer. It said, report, Jay Cargo expected at WWE Performance Center this week. Cargo's AEW contract has reportedly expired. Okay. So, before we get into this, just allow me just for just uh, 30 seconds to do a little bit of bragging. Uh, I, it's very difficult for me to uh, try to go back on all of the shows. We're up to uh, episode 760. and uh, But I remember... Earlier on, I said that if WWE would ever be interested in anybody in AEW, I had two names. I said it would be Jade and it'd be MJF. And at that time, I wish I could find it because I'm pretty sure uh, Matt Michaels probably called me all types of names and said all types of <laughs> ridiculousness. But I'm not shocked at this. And by the time when I made that prediction, it had nothing to do with the fact that Jade was on fire and just winning. She was losing matches, but she had that look. It just it was just like, dude, come on. The the idea of her being able to 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 show her having a match against like a Bianca, come on. We know that the look of that looks great on paper. It looks great like that on screen. Why are you both giving me a look like that? Am I saying something wrong? She, Even, she uh, was undefeated. I said she was undefeated. No, she was undefeated. You were saying she was losing matches. Oh, well, no, no. Well, what I meant was she wasn't looking great. Wait, Sin City, you you're on you're on mute. <laughs> so I, I was I was trying to be courteous. Sorry, um, oh. but no the uh, no the um, the only the only match that she lost was a tag team match with uh, Cody and Red Velvet and Shaq. Right. You know what? You know and what? Then, you're right. My bad. I wasn't. I didn't mean the fact she was losing. It was the fact that she was green. That's what I meant. She was by winning that. and unimpressively winning. There you go. It wasn't believable. That's what I meant. Ah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But let me jump right into it and let me start with you, Sin, Sin City. This is. This is. I mean, this was a gal that uh, arrived here in uh, AEW. And uh, yeah. What's your take now? Hearing that uh, looked like she's crossed over to the better side. <laughs> Let me start. Let me rephrase that. How do you feel knowing she's uh, she's uh, crossed over to WWE? So the fact is, I uh, I'm I'm fine with it. Okay, I'm completely fine with it. And you know, whatever is the best for her, her living situation, and her family, that's yeah. the key thing. But I do have to say this. Yeah, all those people that said, oh, Jade's too green. She doesn't need to be on TV. She needs to, she needs to put in more, uh, more prep time and do all this kind of shit. Okay. Are you going to say the same thing when she shows up on your TV next week? Because if you buy in and just say, oh, she's fucking awesome. Push her to the moon. Then you're, you're a fucking hypocrite. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm talking to whoever's hearing my voice <laughs> that has said those things that will inevitably tout her praises as soon as she comes into a wwe arena yeah keep in mind she's well, still she's still green so well, the question would be yeah. she's still green though at the point of when she left aw 
Green definitely from the beginning, but have anybody been so, saying she's been that way from the beginning towards the end? Because towards the end, yeah, I think people yeah, were kind of liking yeah. people, a lot people, more. people were still making the complaint that she was too green to, to have ah. the okay. so that's that's what I'm saying is you know, for those people that haven't made comments of it and only spoke about her presence, because quite frankly, yes, you can be lacking in the in-ring department, but as long as you have a presence. Quite frankly, that's enough to carry you quite away in the business. And, and I'm not trying to diminish the work that Jade's done by saying that. I'm not saying that whatsoever. Mm. Please don't misconstrue. What I am saying is that she definitely does have a way to go. But at the end of the day, she's put in some work. She definitely has improved. Yeah. And she's shown a lot of desire, a willingness to learn. And as long as she continues to do that, I got no problem with anything that they do with Jade Cargill because keep in mind, Jade Cargill actually was at a WWE tryout and they technically had her first before AEW did. And they saw the error of their ways. Ah. Rob. uh, So what is your, what's what's your take on this? uh, Do you believe that starting... (laughs) Do you believe that uh, for those who are uh, watching this? Do you forget how freaking hot she is? Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Do you know how quickly this camera is going to go off when this show is over? As I'm looking up all of her damn pictures. (laughs) Do you forget Uh, this is still WWE? Even Endeavor can't fuck this up. She's fucking hot. Okay. But she can do whatever the hell she wants to me. (laughs) Jade. I'm going to give you my phone number and my address, please. <laughs> I'm sure Brandon do whatever Phillips you want with that. me. Sit on my right. face. I don't care. You know, L- let me be perfectly clear here. Yeah. She comes up dressed up like She-Hulk. Looks like She-Hulk. She comes up dressed up like Storm. Looks like Storm. She comes out and she does athletic moves and crushes everybody. So every time she wrestles in AEW, I'm angry because there is no reason why she would not beat the shit out of every AEW woman that's ever held that belt. There would be no been way in, she would not be able to beat real. Oh, you got to put Riho in the ring with her? Come on! No. Jesus. So let's let's cut the shit. Okay, She's so me, freaking over. Does she go does she go right to the top or do we start no. her at the performance? No, there? because, because again, Remember what I said earlier. Right now, WWE is still have has most of its influence on things until Endeavor decides to go whatever way they do. In a sane universe, you would go, okay. First of all, in a sane universe, you would go, we don't care about other brands. We're going to say that you came from another roster, another promotion. Hey, hot from AEW. We got AEW's top woman performer did she have the belt over there no but that's that's stuff that could be used for mic battles great you were their second best woman who cares beat me okay beat me now she goes into nxt they'll put her in nxt because they want her to to earn her way and for the audience that's not aew friendly you gotta have a way to 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 get her acclimated and to get audiences acclimated Maybe because with her. she's green no no she's not green first of all she doesn't have she doesn't have to say much. She's another She's another L.A. Knight. She can go and go, I'm that bitch. Okay, great. In WWE, with the right guidance, she could go nuclear fast. She has the chops. She has a simple catchphrase or two, but she's so attractive. And not just the, the, 
I mean that. Okay. Not just this. I mean, that's uh just yeah, I uh, mean, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. Not just that. The fact is that if I put her in there with Bianca Belair, which they'll do, black on black, they'll do it because and also because Bianca Belair is ripped, they'll put her in there with uh with uh, uh Charlotte Flair. They'll put her because think about the top women in, in WWE are ripped, they're muscular women, okay? And I want to see it. And I want to see somebody, you know, knock these women down a peg because they're fucking boring. Charlotte Flair is fucking boring. Rhea Ripley is fucking boring. She is still boring. Everybody what? around her makes her say, oh, she's mommy. She's this. She's that. It's other people saying she's good. No, think about it. Think about the way they think about the way they packaged Rhea Ripley. They've had other people, po you know, poking at her going, oh, she's amazing on her own. They haven't found a vehicle for her until the judgment day. But a lot of these women, Charlotte Flair is fucking boring. I don't care what you tell me. She's goddamn boring. She's fucking boring. She'll always be boring. Bianca I mean, Belair is not boring. Bianca oh, Belair is sassy. This woman, first of all, this woman's got the body parts that Bianca Belair is missing. Number one. <laughs> and number two, I, she does. And this is still women's wrestling. Women's wrestling is still a tits and ass game. Okay. Oh, the, you know, what happened to, to, to the top talents in AEW? Britt Baker got her face broken, nose job. The other one, face broken, nose job. In 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 Ruby Soho, nose job. Okay, nose job. All right, she doesn't need any of that. She's hot. She's three inches taller than me. Facts. Don't care. There's not that one. There, and and that's important. There's not that one element by which I'm I'm looking that this is a male viewer going. I'm intimidated by her. It's one of those intriguing moments where she's such a physical specimen that you want to see her in the ring. You want to see her come out with some weird wig. You want to see her come out in a costume. She doesn't have to cut a promo. You could give her a Paul Heyman type and then have her shove the guy, which he does with Mark, smart Mark Sterling, where she face palms him. It's brilliant. If you would have put her with a Paul Heyman or, or, or not Bobby Lashley, but um, MVP, Imagine her with an MVP where you have somebody really put her over or, or Rob Sterling in NXT where you can have somebody mealy mouth who can just put her over. Mm -hmm. My God, she'll be she'll be astronomically going okay. to the top. OK, let me go. Uh, King Lucky. Uh, I mentioned she's hot. Yeah, you did mention that. <laughs> and for folks that I know who's not watching us live, uh, Rob has turned his background photo into a jade photo, a very hot photo. I must say, King Lucky, uh, what's your take uh, hearing this news? Everything seemed to happen so fast, but what do you think? Impact, cut the shit. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Listen. What? It is a dream. How they passed on her, I don't know, right? I don't understand how they passed on her. But you, you, listen, you could say they had a lot of very talented women at the time, and so maybe they just looked at but they're taking a different approach now, right? So they're, they're, that's all they're hiring is athletes. But Jade Cargill, hopefully they don't change her name. God, I know I'm asking for a lot. <laughs> but hopefully don't give they her don't a fucked up name. last name. Just, yeah. What about just Jade? Just Jade. Okay, sure. But you look at her, and yes, uh, everything that Rob said, dude, she is a star, an yep. absolute star. Right. And so you see why they kind of fast tracked her in AEW. Um, you see why they gave her a streak. Everything that they did 
with her was spot on. It was great. And so now I think she saw an opportunity where she could go. She made a hell of a name for herself in AEW, right? Yeah. Uh, and even to say that she's green, like it's been brought up a couple of different times, right? But I just watched her match with Chris Statlander on Dynam or uh, Rampage, excuse me, and it was phenomenal. It probably was the best match that I've ever seen either woman wrestle ever. Like they just they knew the spots, they hit everything. And if she's going into WWE like that, bravo. Now, I will say that I don't necessarily want to see her right away. I don't want to see her on I don't want to see her on the main roster right away. Maybe save her for Rumble. She cleans out the Rumble. You know, it's kind of a ways away. Um, but I think you got to put her in NXT, you know, for a little bit. You know, maybe yep. uh, somebody brought up before six months, maybe a year. But I think you have to bring her along slowly because you already have so many top tier women on WWE. And I do think, yes, they do. Rhea's good. She's hitting a whole nother level. Yes. It doesn't matter if she's paired with Judgment Day and that's how it came about because she was kind of just, you know, floundering about, you know, the last couple of years. She's always been good, but she's at another level right now. She's at her peak. She's at the apex right now. Um, Charlotte, I think most people have a re like a kind of like this, this thing with Charlotte only because she's been given so much, right? But yeah. when you look at her body of work and the things that she's done or, or the moves that she does, she's, you know, she's great. And the only other person I put above Charlotte is Sasha, you know, which I think we'll be seeing her soon in <laughs> AEW because she played herself and, you know, she rolled out, you know, but I digress. But Jane uh, absolutely gives you another star in a already stacked women's roster uh, with WWE. They by far have the best women in the business. Okay. And they, they do it the right way. So I'm happy, that yeah, I'm happy <laughs> that she's on board um, to just to wrap this up. I love yeah. her cosplay stuff that she does when she did. She Hulk. I mean, that was so good when the show was there and it just all lined up, and she did storm. I mean, give me the more. Hulk, of that. She had the skin color, like I, yeah. that, they, with the lighting. That was oh my god. Yeah, give me more of that, but on a larger scale now. And I'm not knocking anything yep. that AEW's ever done, but WWE just knows how to put on the grandest product. You look at Bianca Belair's entrance from last year when she came out with the band. And all that stuff. They just know how to do it. So now having her in the machine, she's just going to be that even much, much more of a star. Well, I'll, I'll make sure I get me a Jade shirt, all right? All right. Here yeah. we go. Uh, let me go into count three. three. All right. And this one is what we've been all been waiting for. The full list of the 2023 PWI 500. Now, listen, we're not going to, of course, go through all 500 names. Don't worry about it. But just quickly, uh, as we uh, get get 
uh, get going here. It says, if you do not, and this is from IT, which is uh, in the ring wrestling. No, in the, inside the ropes. I'm sorry. I'd be making up my own titles. Inside <laughs> the ropes <laughs> wrestling.com uh, or ITRwrestling.com. If you do happen to take exception with some of the rankings below, be sure to, to consider all the criteria that pro wrestling uh, illustrated factors into the assessment. The time period that is considered is July 1st, 2022 to July 1st, 2023. And that PWI factors in six key aspects. One, win and loss record. Two, championships won. Three, quality of competition. Four, major feuds. Five, prominence with prom within promotion. And six, overall wrestling ability. All right, guys. So just to kind of uh, get us going here, I let me just ask. This is what I find most interesting. How about this? Number one, Seth Rollins. Number two, Roman Reigns. And number three, John Moxley. <laughs> Damn him. Damn him. <laughs> Sierra Hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shit. <laughs> I mean, that's got to – what is that? That's saying something, though, right? I mean, come on. I mean, it's – uh. I mean, they're putting in work. You can't deny all three of them. I know one of them you guys want to hate on, but he's putting in that work too. Maybe not every week, but he puts in that work, you know? So yeah. what's your take? I don't hate Reigns. They screwed him by making him win in 39. They screwed him oh, as much as they screwed him. everybody else. Okay. I'm not angry at him. <laughs> um, I love you, Roman Reigns. And by the way, is Jade Cargill. And by the way, uh, number four, uh, was Gunther, and I just wanted to. Oh, number ten was Cody Rhodes. So that's one, two, three, four WWE in the top ten. All right, I'm actually shocked to see that. All right, <laughs> what, what what do you guys take? Let's go. Either one of you. Boom. Hey, listen, this is what I think, and mine's gonna be short because this list. When I, when I saw that there's a wrestler on here named Corn Dog, like <laughs> this list is just laughable, right? Yep. But yep. here's the thing, like they have to figure out a way. First of all, it doesn't need to be 500 wrestlers. Okay. You don't need yeah. to have 500 wrestlers on this list because there's tons of people that, uh, let's say, they just don't belong on the list. Um, but I think what you got to do is maybe you shorten it down and you go, there's only a certain amount of spots per company per uh like let's say independent you know what i mean it just doesn't make sense the way they do this anymore and um you know i, I don't know yeah. the the list is so skewed and you look at there's other people on here on the list that you've never heard of and that's great for them but they're above people that you know and you're just like okay if i really don't know this person and, and I read a lot of wrestling. Or I watch a lot of wrestling. I'm, I, I see a lot of the independent stuff. Not that I watch it, but I see a lot of it through social media. If I've never heard of said guy, I mean, is he really that impactful? You know what I mean? So right. they just they got to find a way to, to switch things up with this. Maybe a top 100 or whatever. That's my take. Well, and not only that, they have this criteria list that supposedly with these these six things is going by. It's like, uh, okay, um, I mean, what we got here? I'm just kind of looking here. Um, okay, like Carl Anderson, he's on the Brian, list, right? Brian Danson. Yeah. 
But I mean, like, has he been? You know, he was doing some stuff in AEW, but you know, uh, and then you got like, let's say, I'm just gonna take this Dolph Ziggler's on there, Mm -hmm. huh? Yep, why? Where's where's Dolph at? He ain't even worked exactly. 393. Oh, Mike Bennett is on the list, and two after him is the wrestler Beef. Okay, yep, everybody knows the wrestler Beef. Okay, how do you not know Beef? Okay, he was at your grandmother's bingo hall last week walking over Legos. Come on, man. It's beef. <laughs> beef so man. future star of wrestling. <laughs> Even uh, Billy Starks so, is over AJ Styles. Here's huh? he, Yeah. So here's here's my thing with yeah. this entire this entire list that I have a problem with. OK, so you have. I, I'm, I'm all for having women's wrestlers in this list. I have okay. to put that out there before I before I say this. Okay. Yeah. But uh, unless I'm missing something, the highest ranked women's wrestler is Masha Slamovich at 15. Okay. Incidentally, that is above directly above Brian Danielson at 16 and Will Ospreay at 17. <laughs> okay. Um, also, Jade also Cargill's shout out on this list. Jade Cargill's not even on the list. Um, wow. shout out, shout out to local Vegas dude, Alexander Hammerstone for being at 18. That's a, that's a, a big spot for, for Hammerstone. Um, but so Masha Slama, Masha Slamovich at 15. Then you've got Trisha Dora, Billy Starks, Ali catch, not diminishing anything that those ladies have done, but if you gentlemen happen to have this page open, do me a favor, press control F on your keyboard and type in the names of, I don't know, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. Um, You know, nowhere to be found on this entire list. That in itself destroys any and all credibility that this list has. No Britt Baker. It is completely subjective. No Britt Baker, no Jade Cargill. Um, What? Uh, honestly, MJF should have been in the top five. I don't care what anyone says. MJF should have been in the top five. Likewise, Orange Cassidy, I'm actually okay with him being in the top 10 to answer John in the chat because Orange Cassidy is eight. Um, where, where you start to lose me is when you have, you know, all these people that we mentioned and then if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the list, all the way down to the bottom of the list, I mentioned a local talent earlier, Hammerstone at 18. Yeah. Karrion Cross at 440. <laughs> you mean to tell me that there are 439 better, better <laughs> wrestlers than Karrion Cross? I they think not. They have Tyrus at 58. Tyrus. Uh, I'll, I'll even go as far as to say this, and I don't even watch the fucking show. Andre Chase is number 500. He's consistently on a national television program every single fucking week. <laughs> and you mean to tell me that he can't be any higher than 500? This, this, this list yeah. is complete bullshit. Um, I, think th- I think it's cute that they put the shield one, two, three, but beyond that, Nah, man. Nah. Um, Rob, I mean, so just off, okay. So just off the the, the top 10, 
You have your, you have your list open. You can see it. Oh, absolutely. All right. So just on the top ten, would you would you make any changes within oh, absolutely. the top ten? You would. Gunther does not belong in the top ten. I don't give a damn how long he's held that belt. Real? No. Now no, I would give top, him. I would. Well, not top ten. Oh, hold on. Let me. Let me. Let me pull that back. All right. Go ahead. Not top five. Not top five. All right. That's fine. Not top five. Maybe I, I would I, love to see I, who's I, in the to the who the other uh, on, top five. Roman Reigns, hold on. Roman Reigns should be over Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins is still fresh with his with his belt. If we're going by the time frame that they put out there, then Rome then Seth Rollins should yeah. be like seven or something. MJF should be number two. Roman Reigns should be number one. And okay. Uh, El Hijo de Del Vicengo, sure, but I uh, get five. Uh, Okada, but, so Orange Cassidy should be top five. Orange Cassidy, who can barely cut a promo by design, is is so goddamn talented, such a draw, and fought every damn day. That the yep. fact that you don't even have the, 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 the Gunther, no, um. Orange Cassie, Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander is one of these ones that almost feels like, you know, we got to do something for Impact Wrestling. We want people to know that they exist too. Alexander is a talent, but yeah. is he one of these guys who's cutting banger promos and having great spots? No, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Lucky okay, stop. He's not Alexander's the dope. guy. But I get that. Let me ask you right quick. Uh, he did. Uh, John in the chat put uh, the editors made the arguments on busted open that Roman Reigns is ahead of MJF because he had more meaningful title defenses in the timeline. Period. Well, that, I don't mind that. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. And Bully <laughs> Bully said this. He goes, "Why are we letting non wrestlers make the parameters?" And I agree with him. Look, I'm a fanboy. Um, yep. There's a buddy of mine who tried to do his own promotion, and he will tell you. He has no money. He he delivers pizzas. It cost him $15,000 to do a promotion, to do his own promotion, to do one three-hour show at the Boulevard Mall. And he had some decent talent, okay? He had Nick Xander, and he had Funny Bones, and he, and he had local guys who were pretty damn over. He had Sandra Moon, who's been on Impact Wrestling and, 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 uh, and on Dark on Elevation, okay? It wasn't cheap to get these people. And he would tell you, my perspective is different from yours because you're a fanboy. You're watching this show every week and you're reacting to what they're doing. I'm I am preemptively figuring out what they're going to do based on what it would take to maintain the talent, what it would take for booking purposes, what it takes to 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 write stories. It's not it's difficult. Mm -hmm. and, and this is just from a guy who's doing this once every other year. Yeah. So I respect that. So if Bully Ray tells me the parameters are shit. That I'm going to believe the parameters are shit because you cutely put in Rollins, <laughs> Reigns, and Moxley. Okay, I I'm a comedian. We go to an open mic. The open mic guy goes, "This is a bucket list," and then he picks the top ten comedians that open every week at every major show. And you go, "Well, this is fixed." And and Gunther, I mean, again, a great Gunther. I am the best guy ever. I am I am Gunther. I am the ring. <laughs> What? What? <laughs> what the fuck? That's your per. I am the ring. Hold on, hold on. Let me fling my coat. Yeah, but Gunther's pretty dope in the ring, though. Yeah, that's number four. Hold on, let me get another lackluster year and a half of MJF with that fucking belt. You know, 
No, not MJF. I meant to say uh, I'm. I'm sorry. MJF has talent. I'm talking about uh, the Miz. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and but that's my point. It's 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 nice that you're a fan. It's nice that you write every day. Dave Lagreca. I'll be quick. Dave Lagreca was pissed about this. He goes, "I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. I can't have guys who are only in the ring deciding this." Yes, you do. And he and, and Dave Lagreca would say, hey, look, the guys who are deciding the Football Hall of Fame are writers, not ta- uh, not actual players. Let the players decide. Let it be a balance of players and journalists, because the journalists, this 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 yep. list is shit. This yep. list is shit. Mm. OK, this uh, list incidentally, is, uh, I mean, in, incidentally, you mentioned Sandra Moon. Shout out to her for hitting 376. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Slamovich. Okay, come on. The Bride of Frankenstein haircut? Okay. <laughs> really? Wait, hold on. She's in your top 20? No one knows who the fuck she is. She works at Samstown. <laughs> Jesus. She cleans up after the fucking match is over. <laughs> fuck out of here. Okay? Let her come kick my ass. Guess what? Jade Cargill's going to protect me because I put her over tonight. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I've done more shows than that stupid Russian bitch. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. All right. Wow. Um, <laughs> where's my bell? Here we go. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, we got through that. <laughs> Guys, Um, I appreciate you. I thank everybody for showing up. To the show tonight to hang out with us and uh and and to make all this possible more importantly i thank everybody who uh tuned in and hung out with us put all your comments in and uh and who will download the show we thank you for downloading and we thank you for seeing you continue to represent and hang out with us like i said this is episode 760 so we're just we're just moving right along we're going to give our final thoughts from uh, the fellas and then we'll be uh we'll be calling it a show but uh, once again, always appreciate it for you listening to us. All right. Let me start with you. Sin City, Steve, what would you like to tell the good folks out there? All right. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do. We do this because you guys are amazing and we appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. Um, also, very special shout out to all the brave men and women serving this country, whether you're doing it on lands, foreign or domestic. Thank you for doing what you do so that we can do what we love to do. And last but not least, repsports.com, repsports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, that's repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout. Save yourself 15%. All right. King Lucky, man. It's so good to see you. We got to have you on more, man. I don't, know what to, I don't know what to do to get this guy to show up, but... Uh, yeah, no which kidding, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's money to have me on the show. I'm always, just teasing. Always, oh my I'm Lord. just teasing. Right, hey, listen. Right. Uh, yes, I'll be back. I will be back. Yeah. Sooner than you know. Hey, and just keep one thing in mind. Like Mussolini. <laughs> Until next time. John actually put this up. I didn't put the comment up when we started the show, but he put this and I, I thought it was pretty funny. And I was like, ah, okay, there we go. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> There's always one. <laughs> hey, listen, he's only mad because his season's over already as Stop a Raiders it. fan. No, we're one and one. Used to those. Whatever. Hey, his, his season's over already. Anyways. 
especially you know, next week. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about it then. Always <laughs> always shocks. Hey, uh, Rob, it, it was something I uh, that I didn't get from. Um, I didn't get a chance to to um, copy his request. John had um, had requested from the first show we did. He wanted you. Did you you know about? I you know, guess it, was, you know, it wasn't John. It turned out it was a, another guy I know who asked if he could be on the show. No, I don't. Not that. Not that. Okay. No, John had he had a, a question on here. I never posted it. He wanted you to do something. Uh, you know about the Raiders got getting their ass beat today, right? Good. Okay. Well, he wanted to hear what would. Uh, hold on. Let me see. Did he? Uh... I can. I know where this is going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted actually. He wanted to know what you know. What would uh, Trump say about this? Uh, this ass. You know, uh, Jimmy Caroppolo. Jimmy Caroppolo. That's what we call him. He really, he really did a really substandard job. He's not a tremendous person. He really isn't. And uh, Melania saw that, and she goes, "Why can't they make with better quarterback?" And I said, "I said, Melania, we've got to depart him. We're going to send him back to Estonia, and we're going to get your mother to be the quarterback. She, because she knows how to complete a pass. You know, it's so sad, so sad. I haven't been, been this disappointed, by the way, and I'm and I'm disappointed a lot. You know, we're going to make the Raiders great again, and and we can't." They're so terrible. And I was thinking to myself, because, you know, I, I have so many great thoughts. I have so many great words. I was thinking to myself that, you know what? This is about as bad as when the Yankees had A-Rod. Remember when they had A-Rod for like 10 seasons? We couldn't get rid of him. And he was trying to bang girls at third base. And, you know, why don't we just do that? Why don't we just send Jimmy Garoppolo? We'll send him to Tropicana. And he can go to the hard lanes and pick up some $2 hookers. And And you know what? Maybe he should just get in a Corvette and run somebody over. That's, you know, that's another way to get rid of him. You know, we, this, the, uh, hey man, he, John, John, just thank you. He thanked you so much for that, man. Appreciate it. I, people <laughs> thank me all the time. That's why I'm your president. That's why I'm going to make America grab again. <laughs> With that, Rob, what you want to tell the good folks out there, man? Well, first of all, I want, I kept the hat on. First of all, I'm a Giants fan. I just wear this to cover my balding head. If you go from King to me to Sin City to you, it's a little progression. Each one of us gets a little bit more hair than the next guy. <laughs> so true. This is, like, this is like a fucking Bosley video before and after. GG Impact, you know what happens when you've got like $15,000 in financing and they can, you know, take the hair from the back of your ass and put it on the top of your skull. <laughs> you won't look like me. Um, I know that Endeavor is going to endeavor to do a buy one, get one on all future uh, premium live events, yeah. which they will call pay-per-view is once they realize that they should not have to pay Peacock to you know stream their programming, which is coming. And when they realize that nobody gives a fuck about Stone Cold and 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 Mark. Uh, you know, Undertaker talking about, you know, their matches. Well, you know, back in 1999, I split my pants. And then there was that one time to see him punk shit himself. And then there was nobody cares. Nobody watches those programs. Oh, there's that swerve show punk <laughs> behind the scenes. Nobody gives a shit. They're going to cut all that extraneous programming. Mm. They're going to cut all of that fake, you know, you know, uh, dark side of the ring, happy go lucky version that they did. They're going to get rid of all that programming. It's going to be straight up wrestling. There'll be pay-per-views again. They'll do a, you know, they'll do a, a fight package thing where you get all the programming under one of their banners. 
Yeah. Remember, $9.99 a month gets you premium live events on WWE Network. And then what happened? They dropped it. So it's coming. Yeah. It's going to be, but they're going to give it time. They don't want to change it too fast. So that's what's going to happen. Endeavor's going to go and make it Endeavor programming. It's going to be WWE. Just like what they do with Impact when Impact was bought out and they put Anthem on the bottom. Big letters was like Impact Wrestling. Anthem! Impact Wrestling. Anthem! <laughs> you know, Rob, so that's what's going to happen. Rob, when you, when, you, when you get some more comedy dates, please let us know so we can come and uh, support you and hang out, man. I'm going to have many dates and uh, many prison dates, unfortunately. <laughs> many indictments. And this is a witch hunt. And uh, Endeavor's going to pay because this is a witch hunt, too. We're going to, first of all, they tell me I'm no longer WWE. I'm no longer in the Hall of Fame. I was the best champion they ever had. I held the belt for five years. Five years. Five and years. I beat all of them. I beat I beat The Rock three times. Oh, okay? boy. I, they, when I was done with The Rock, they called him the pebble. They said it. They said Donald Trump made him the pebble. <laughs> it, it's crazy. I wasn't even, I was so good. I wasn't even in the ring. I was home with Ivanka. Oh, my goodness. I wasn't even in the ring. Rob, you're it good, was, man. Thanks for I, hanging I know out. I'm, I know I'm good. I know. <laughs> and then, y'all, we will see you back. Next week, we do it all again. Y'all take care. Peace out. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.